0: How much would you pay for a collector's edition of a game? Of a particular game? Oh, just a game, and
1: what would you expect in it? <sighs> oh, God, the last time I saw a collector's edition of a game would have been Assassin's Creed. That narrows it down by 11 years. <laughs> I'm old. Um, but, you know, or even like I remember buying Arkham City. You obviously have to have um, the base game. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I'm going to hold you right there. No, what? I'm gonna hold you right
0: there. How? Well, the new Diablo 4 Collector's Edition is $150 and doesn't come with the game. So Diablo fans, do you want to pay money and not get the game? What the f- Right? Like since when? I mean, that would be as bad as us
1: doing a podcast without a fucking intro. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pop. And if you can see us, it's a little different. Um, We have found ourselves back at Courtyard Sound Studios, courtesy of our good friend Ben Radin. And we will get into it, but we're looking at the start of a new year. A new year and a new
0: level of podcast, I like to think. If If you're looking at it, you'll be able to see our lovely little logo here. Speaking of, you'll be able to see more of us on social medias. I will be uh, more active on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Not Twitter? I mean, I don't even know if we're going to have a Twitter (laughs) by the time we go live. Have you got a Twitter story today? Um, I, I deliberately didn't put one on because oh! I'm kind of sick of going through it. If I'm honest,
1: <laughs> I will admit. Okay, I'm not. I don't follow much of it, but just talking of Twitter is Greta Thunberg and okay, Andrew yep, Tate. Yeah. Right? Um. So she was like, you know, oh yeah, email me at small dick energy. Um. You might want to give the preamble for that. Okay. It was just it, Greta Thunberg was uh, throwing shade at Andrew Tate, rightfully so, because of all the luxury cars and you know, the the amount of uh, CO2 two emissions he was causing and he's obviously sitting there smoking a cigar and all of this masculine Overly toxic crap. Just taintism. Just just taint well, I thought you said taintism <laughs> and I thought that was perfect. Taintism. We're, taintism. we're copywriting that. It, it, taintism. <laughs> but um he was basically said, I'm just gonna go two more of my cars in this instance. And she was just like, Send me your email. And she basically wrote down small dick at um, get a, small dick energy at getalife.com. And he responds back with saying, Oh yeah, thanks for letting us know that you have a small dick. Um, Did you see the fallout of that from this morning, though? Did you see, what, the one where he got arrested for child, (laughs) for for sex trafficking?
0: But the the kicker is, apparently, he was arrested because when he put up the video being like, thanks for yada, 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 whatever, Mm. that confirmed his location, so authorities were like,
1: ah, that's where he is. It was the pizza box. Yeah. (laughs) Warning, folks, don't show where you buy pizza from, otherwise, you know. Well, not if you're a wanted criminal, anyway. Yeah it's uh that's so funny bit of a giveaway yeah just a little bit of a giveaway but um to go back on the diablo thing how what is the logic
0: there i i don't i don't know i don't understand like i've thought games have been too expensive for years i remember when you could get new games for like 50 bucks and now Ubisoft, I think, is raising the price. So from about December this year, so as of a couple of weeks ago, it's $90 for a base game is going to be their standard price, Australian. Yep. Um, and like collector's editions, they used to be what was like 80 bucks. Now some of them are like three to $500. So, I mean, I think the new Harry Potter one is literally 350 Australian dollars.
1: You better get a goddamn Nimbus 2000. I better get a letter for Hogwarts at that price. <laughs> and an owl. <laughs> <laughs> At least I expect some, some, train down. some sort of avian variety. Right? It's it's nuts. But to have a collector's edition that doesn't include the game, it's like what a gaming company's coming to. I, I think it's gone from becoming a gaming company to being a merchandise company. You know, we've seen yes. we've seen the growth of microtransactions and pay-to-win gaming. That it's just just becoming a whole different thing.
0: Not being finished, like, and I don't just mean they're crap and buggy because, unfortunately, that's thing. But it has always been a thing. But
1: I mean, games that don't finish till you buy a DLC, which is the price of a game. Yeah. No. Well, that's the thing. Is games (laughs) when you used to buy like uh, a Nintendo sixty four game. That game was complete. Sure, you might have. Buggy, been, absolutely. Buggy, absolutely. But that was also, A, part of the nostalgia. But B, it was just part of the process. Like, you, you came to accept these kinds of things. Glitches were always a part of it. And, and honestly, they weren't as bad as I think they are today. Oh, no. and I think now it's just they're like, oh, we've been able to monetize our failings. We've right. been able to go from a, here's a $60 game that is complete, you know, we're able to build a really strong base and we'll be able to go from there. The story's
0: there. finished. The characters are fleshed out. It exactly. used to be DLCs were the developers made so much money that they brought the team back
1: and said, like, there's been such a support for this. Let's do more. What else can we give the fans? That was the important thing. And I think it's those kinds of video games that stand to, to do well. I think The Witcher 3. Um, well that just got a re-release, you know, that is
0: now available on next-gen it is going horribly if you haven't heard. Oh. Now I must admit I haven't played it, it is on the list. I, I said um, on my uh, gaming channel on YouTube, hashtag self plug um, <laughs> earlier this year that I, I haven't actually played The Witcher but once it's
1: at next-gen I will do a playthrough. How many times have you played Skyrim if we're going for re-releases? Because we're due for... Uh,
0: like... Th-
1: f- yes. On every platform?
0: No, I've only played it on PC, um, but I will play it on PC too if it ever comes out. (laughs) Um, But no, The Witcher, apparently the next-gen update, is horribly buggy and just unstable to the point where the company, I didn't include this in the little prep doc because I didn't think it would come up, but they put out a statement basically being like, yeah, sorry, we'll fix it. But in their defence this was a free update so it's not like everyone just paid hundred and ten
1: dollars for more broken software oh boy what did you do because obviously like it's the end of the year happy festivus by the way yes um merry
0: christmas and happy holidays and everything to those who've been through it and um it's been through it like it's a war zone <laughs> and happy new year coming up I, yeah. I believe we're we're publishing within a few hours of new year, Well so. what did you what did you do for christmas uh, it was a, it was a nice family event for me. We had uh, I have a fairly large extended family, so most of them were over. Um, okay. As it is in still a post-COVID age. Some people were sick, so you don't get everyone. Yeah. But no, the big present exchanges
1: and pool parties and so much the food. The usual Australian way. I spent my you? entire day watching shane black films i remember that i spotted that on insta yes. you were just going through and i was like this film now and this film now i love way. the controversial controversial opinion that iron man 3 is the best written marvel cinematic universe film.
0: oh i don't agree but I i'm know. definitely willing
1: to hear you out it's it, it's shane black man a for one he is one of the greatest writers out there i love his unique style and take on everything and It was really the film that gave Iron Man as a character substance, right? He was dealing with so much more. He wasn't just the the genius billionaire playboy philanthropist with an ego issue. He was someone with his own. Now he had a -er (laughs) brokener. He had no house, Uh, but it was really the best. It was the most fleshed out I'd seen Tony done, and like he never. I can agree with all of that. He he, I think there was maybe one or two other times, maybe Endgame, where he actually um, got to make an appearance again, <laughs> is like as a character. well, he got a bit expensive to hire. He did get a bit, a bit expensive bit. to hire, and so you lost all of that. And sure, it was kind of tragic spoilers to you know see Iron Man fizzle out. Um, but yeah, it was probably just a one of the strongest stories. And you know, obviously the the swerve that they did with the Mandarin. Um, Beautifully played by Ben Kingsley, I adore that man and just how his approach to it. Like yeah. to get Ben Kings, Sir Sir Ben as he prefers to get Sir Ben Kingsley, <laughs> um, in your Marvel movie, the only way you were going to do that was by creating an interesting character. Well, I love they got him back for Shang Chi and sort of they retconned all their retconning. Well, no, I I work. don't think they retconned it. Um, that was the beautiful thing is because I I only noticed that. Um, On the mandarins, like I don't know what you'd call when they interrupt the feed, and you've got the test lines, and you've got yeah the emergency broadcast, the emergency broadcast signal, um, and you've got the the symbol and the sword, and then you have the ten rings smattered around it. And I feel like it wasn't so much it was doing a retcon, but it was all just setting things in motion. Um, And I think they just utilized the information that they were given to tie into Shang Chi really well. I think they
0: did all that well. My thing with Iron Man 3, and it's the same thing I said about um, Wakanda Forever. I don't know if I said on air when we talked about it because it was still a bit spoilery. Mm. Um, I think you're good now. I'm going for it either way. Um, I think it was that thing where you had someone trying to make a movie about people and you had a studio that wanted to make a Marvel movie. Uh. And at some point between the start and the end, it just sort of crossed over. And to be clear, I love a Marvel movie. Just give me comic book action and I'm gold. Give me a good movie, I'm gold. But I think when you have that just bam from one end to the other, it doesn't slide through and it feels like you've had a director come in to shoot, say, 80% of the film and then a completely different cast, crew, director, yada, yada, come in for the last 20%. And to me, that sort of throws me out.
1: I don't know. I feel like he still hit the Iron Man feeling, right? It still felt like he came in knowing that he was directing a Marvel movie and slid in a fair few Shane Blackisms here and there.
0: Look, I, for the most part, I completely agree, but I think when the moon got to the end and it was like, hey, it's a big CGI fight, and it just didn't feel like what the rest of the movie was sort of building to. It felt more out of place to me. Okay. And I want to be clear, I love the movie. I enjoy it, but I, I think it's not... I don't think it's fair to call it one of the best in the MCU.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I would actually argue the best in the MCU has been No Way Home, because
1: that was all comic book. Is that really allowed to be called? Uh, I suppose it it's is, part of it, the it MCU. It is part of the MCU. It is still ta- it is a Sony property. And loosely, to be, now, before
0: but... I say this, I want to say again, I love a non Marvely film, mm. but that film was just Marvel-y. Like it was just a comic book movie, and it went yeah. hard into it unapologetically, and it didn't sort of bander off. And absolutely, it had emotional moments. It had character deaths, and it really hit the feels. But first and foremost, that was here is comic booky stuff for comic book lovers, and I think it is just the perfect comic book movie, or at least the
1: best one I've seen to date. Fair enough. Speaking of Marvel, are you excited for the Stan Lee documentary that's going to be appearing on Disney Plus? This is the first time hearing. Well, it. Stan Lee actually was. He was going to turn 100 this year. Oh, I did not know that. it would have been his 100th birthday. Right? Just a little bit. And, yeah, so there is actually a documentary due on Disney Plus quite soon. And... Will it be tasteful or is this Disney milking the property that they purchased? Therein lies the question. I mean, no (laughs) doubt every single person that has created a property is going to be without controversy. But I think that kind of what stan stood for like as he grew as a professional you know where he was like he was very much i mean for lack of a better term
0: woke (laughs) if you want
1: to use that term open-minded progressive some people use the other term but he was a progressive person in how he perceived his characters what he wanted them to be what to represent for who and no doubt i'd like to go I'd like for them to go into a bit of the controversy because I think it I mean, shows, we'll find out soon, I yeah, guess. Yeah, people are human. And that's Wait, the most... Wait, what? Thing. No! Hot take here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, yeah. Disney Plus documentary of Stanley, very much excited for because there's so much they can go into. Um, You know what I'm not excited for? Okay. Okay, There's actually has to go a few ways. Ash Ketchum is retiring. No, I have heard this... And why are you not excited for it? It's because he's been
0: he's been Pokemon for Pokemoning for as long as I have been Pokemoning, <laughs> and like
1: Bart Simpson hasn't aged.
0: Yeah, um, and I know that like the TV show's gone in various directions, and they've retconned some things and changed others, and, and gave other. Pikachu a voice. No, I am not acknowledging that. It <laughs> never happened. <laughs> why not? Um, it is unfortunate. That is one of the things where they're like, they are retconning how Pokemon started. And apparently, that is now the official start, which I'm like, no, it's f-ing not. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> so, basically, um, the official stance is that what happened in that movie is how Ash's journey started. And what's going to happen in this last season is how it ends. And some of that is very exciting. Like, apparently Ash is finally going to meet his dad, which, you know, he's become world champion. I see why dad would now want to come back into his life as massive merchandising opportunities. Speaking of, sponsorships we're open. (laughs) But But it it just feels like the end of an era. And, like, I know that the actors who play these characters are fine. So it's not one of those things, but it does just feel like the character that has been there basically
1: my entire life (laughs) is coming to an end. Fair. So it is the end of an era, and that's bound to happen. Yeah. And I, I always thought Ash's dad was well. Giovanni, but... <laughs> I, and that, I genuinely thought that was the case, but apparently he's not. Um,
0: he's Silver's dad.
1: Who the well, hell? Well, I mean, it depends
0: on exactly what name you want to go with. Basically, the rival from Gold, Silver, and Crystal? Yeah. Yeah, Giovanni's his dad. Oh! <laughs> Oh. Really hope I didn't stuff that up, but I'm 99 percent sure I've got my Pokemon facts right.
1: It's, you you probably have a lot more than I do. You've gone down that rabbit hole. A fair few of my friends are actually Pokemon addicts. Like they are just,
0: they? A, a lot, and actually, they're all an surprised. A lot of people in our generation are.
1: I don't know. I didn't fall out of Pokemon because it wasn't cool. I was just like, yeah, you've, I've got people. I love those that like just build the perfect Pokemon team. I'm still doing that. It's a trial and error process, mainly error, but- It's mainly fun. Like, I love,
0: like, I'll build a team through, and then, like, I know you're meant to play competitively and against people like, no, 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 stuff that. I build it, but, like, have them all at level five or level one, transfer them into a new game and play through the storyline with that, and I'm like, what could I improve? What went perfectly? What didn't?
1: Um, So that's coming to an end. And, like, that's fair. It's- sometimes things need to move on. Like, it's- are they completely- ending the series no they're gonna start again new protagonists
0: and whatnot oh let it happen let it happen for a new generation i think it really depends on the reasoning like is this they're going on the same thing but it's like actually these voice actors are getting expensive now it's been 25 years or are they like genuinely giving us something new
1: you gotta feel sorry for the singer who did the theme song why's that he got paid a flat rate oh yep Yep, because he didn't think much of it. I think he had the option. Now it could be completely wrong, but I remember years ago. Um, I think it was must have been like 2018, 2019. It was like a massive anniversary, and he came. He he released it online of him being able to still belt out the song. But then, yeah, you find out that he got paid like a flat rate. Um, it probably
0: wouldn't be, even been like two hundred US dollars.
1: Um, I don't. It must have been maybe about 700. You reckon? Like, would that have
0: even been Union at the time?
1: No, anime is not Union. So, anime is not deemed. No, anime is not deemed as SAG after work because it's deemed as dubbing. It's a little different. It's why all anime is dubbed out of Texas. I'm going to get our first guest back on. Do you remember who that was?
0: I just went to say Rupert, but no, that's that's the one. No, releasing
1: tomorrow. yeah, that is the one we will be releasing for the new year. But I am going to bring on Amy Smith. Oh, I'm going to bring back, from, like, back our the first ever guest. I am bringing her back as the next local legend, and we're going to go. Well, on I heard it dive. here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be lovely to go into those kinds of things because she's just been having so much of a run in gaming, animation, anime dubbing. It's been insane, but. Yeah, so anime, not union, and there is a massive fight. We had this discussion about Bayonetta and everything as well. Um, we
0: did. I was wondering whether we go back there. Like, that's, that has sort of exploded and imploded in multiple occasions since we covered it. Always. Um, I think the end of it was um, the voice actress was actually offered a lot more than she claimed, but it's still probably a lot less than she should have given the value of the production. So she was both in the right and in the wrong, and now fans are like, well you lied but you exposed something bad like do i support you do i not it it is one of those toss-ups and again i'll sort of haven't followed it close enough to be like this is my opinion but
1: (laughs) you've got an opinion that's about as far as it goes not all opinions are valuable that's why we're here folks right just valueless opinions for your entertainment (laughs) now okay quick death news after the world cup pele dies no sports what yeah sports don't worry forget about it folks this this is not the podcast for <laughs> sports my friend this is
0: the podcast for video games movies tv shows
1: and whatever adhd tells us that's fair there's a brief lapse but you know <laughs> 2022 is like we've got well actually hopefully if we release this on new year's eve is that no more people should die Let's take a Deadpool and see who's the last famous person to cark it for 2022. Don't you dare name Don't I do? Again. Okay, hang on.
0: No, Actually, I can't speaking that of, that. it's not really dying, but one thing I wanted to bring up was, <laughs> <laughs> was copyright is expiring. Which
1: oh! Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, you know yes, I, I this? heard
1: this yesterday. Right, which one did you hear? Wait, there's more? I heard the mouse. Oh, there's no, no way Disney let that through. I didn't even know. No, no, mouse. no, 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 because you know for a fact the, the second that copyright lapses, some poor, ba- some smart bastard is going to be online buying all the Mickey Mouse domains that you could ever imagine <laughs> and is just going to tick over at the right time. Um, but okay, so Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse. But we have Sherlock Holmes and Metropolis. Wow.
0: Okay. Along with a few Wait. other things. Yeah. Okay. Because we are it, going to enter the
1: public domain. Is it seventy-five years after the creator dies? I'd leave it seventy-five. Okay, seventy-five years. So Conan Doyle died in what, thirty-seven? Must be. Wow. Okay, and that would mean the same for Fritz Lang. <whistles> Fair and, enough. Uh,
0: Virginia Woolf, I think.
1: Interesting. Because some pieces,
0: such as "Are uh, to the Lighthouse," are entering public domain. Okay. Which begs the question are we about to see a lot of student and amateur films about Sherlock Holmes or adaptation of Virginia Woolf's work? And then as a follow-up, should we do one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No shit, Sherlock. (laughs) (laughs) But, look... It would be fun. I think it does open up a wonderful world of possibilities. We may get more audio dramas. I think that is, you know, oh, we yeah, may get more podcasts and who knows, maybe we may start up pop productions. Pop productions. Or pop pictures, something to that effect, with patent pending. But I do love the fact that we are getting these great characters going into the public domain. There's going to be a lot of, like, rule 34 stuff going on with mickey mouse i
0: mean you you never have to worry about public domain for that it's technically under a parody really yeah p- porn isn't subject
1: to copyright huh go figure I mean, it, it is within limits it within, from, within reason yes absolutely um not legal advice not <laughs> <laughs> but it is going to open up a world of content for people speaking of sherlock holmes um to go on that tangent have you seen glass onion no. I should have told you to watch it. Yes. If, because... you, if you want to discuss a movie on here, I need to be told. I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet. I know you wanted to watch it
0: in all its glory, but it's such a fun take. It... No, I, I do want to watch it, but it's one of those ones where I have uh, agreed to watch it with someone, and so now we'll need to line up a time. Okay. That, that said, if you genuinely want to be like, we're doing this for the podcast, I will make sure it's, it's watched before the next
1: one. It's just remarkably well written. Like, I love how... Ryan Johnson has gone to just taking the piss out of the genre, like very tactfully, like the way... The way he did for Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap, take that, The Last Jedi. Um, I mean, almost. Who knows? Maybe we have just been looking at The Last Jedi wrong. No, I think it looked at the fans
0: wrong has been the problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll have to wait until you've actually gotten your ass together. We'll do a talk through on but that. But it is fantastic. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. There's there's some wonderful twists and turns that just don't necessarily come out of nowhere, but yeah. I'm going to at that. Have you watched the new Witcher spin off Blood Origin? It's on the list. I haven't heard. Great things again. I've heard mixed reviews,
0: bad things. Yeah, I think this has like a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, like it is tanking hard. Just Why? Like, well, I mean, there, there has been the question around the whole cavil leaving will the Witcher survive? And which is like by extension, well, let alone how would a spin off have ever survived if the only thing keeping people in was cavil? Yeah. Like, how
1: well is this going to go for Witcher Season 4 without it? Because what... Is it a completely different story? Like, it's it's based around a couple of elves, correct? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay, so it's still... <sighs> I guess the thing is, it's is that a it's... a
0: long time before
1: The Witcher is uh, set. So it's still utilising the same continuity. We're not going through the exact lore of The Witcher universe. So I can understand... I mean, the TV show didn't exactly go through the exact no good, lore. <laughs> very good point. They still ran those things. So if it's not coming... With the same love? Or it is, you know. No, I I think that might
0: capture it. I don't think it has that love of The Witcher, which is Mm. what Cavill clearly had.
1: Yeah. Everyone else is just treating it like a fantasy series. Um, Or a love of money. Yeah, but look, I was really excited for it. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Michelle Yeoh. I still have to see everything everywhere all at once. But, like, you remember me. I was so disappointed in Shang-Chi when she did not get her flight scene that she deserved. Um, I wonder if there was
0: a deleted scene of it or anything.
1: I still need to go into that. I'm going to go into Disney and see if there's actually, on a Disney Plus and see if there's any deleted scenes because it's... You deleted.
0: know, they don't actually give them for every film. Like, <laughs> there's been a number where I've gone through and watched and I like to watch deleted scenes after. And they're not there, and you have to go to, like, YouTube. It's like, well, clearly these scenes exist. You made the product. Why aren't you... I, I assume they just want to try and drive people to DVDs because so they don't know what else DVDs are still made for.
1: Yeah, no. it's like And Blu-rays, yes, get that sweet, sweet high quality. But... I mean, the upside is is nowadays you can fill so much on a Blu-ray that you can get hours upon hours of content. But also,
0: like, Blu-ray is so restricted, and I think that's one of the reasons why it tanked so hard. Like, In what you regard? You want Blu-ray... You get a Blu-ray player that has a verified Blu-ray codec and whatnot. Like DVDs, I can plug it into my laptop. I can throw it in my PC.
1: It but could I, not have failed harder than what was it? HD DVD? HD, no, you had. Um, yeah, they you
0: know, no, had HD VHS. What? Yeah, I can't remember the name, but there was a high-definition version of the VHS player. Huh?
1: Go figure. I we'll have to go for a if dig it was on a that.
0: Double frame rate thing, but like they did something, and you actually get much better dynamic range, much better color are much cleaner
1: images and clearer. Did you say double frame right? I think so. Okay. Did we need to retract our statement, or at least you have to retract your statement, about uh, a certain film that we saw the other week? No, but I'm glad you bring that up, because I have
0: now watched Avatar at 48 frames in 3D. So I've watched the complete opposite of what we did, where the original was 2D on 24 frames. Yeah. And surprisingly, it was like... A substantial step up. I was honestly not expecting it. Um, we we had the discussion off air, which I'll definitely bring up the fact that 3D is still horrendous for people like us who wear glasses. Yeah, because like I mean, three hours. Yeah, I got used to the glasses. Didn't notice them by the end, but that first hour was nothing but ah, oh, got a oh, what's on my uh, not, not, ah. You know, like, they... It's true. Just make a bloody clip-on or something.
1: That's all... Right, that's all they need. Just Whoever's making 3D glasses, just allow us people with specs. I know I don't have them on at the moment. He's blind, folks. It's Um, hilarious. I, I can see... I can see an outline of a thing there. But make it easily accessible. I mean, and this is coming from someone who doesn't usually have issues. Me talking about accessibility, you got something wrong there, 3D folks. But But yeah, I think there's such a wide range of the population who need
0: glasses that it's not going to be interested. But that said, I will acknowledge it absolutely adds a layer to the film. And I can't think of anything, even the original avatar that I saw that made me think I would be interested in seeing other things in 3D.
1: Okay. But I think it was more about the original Avatar, like, pushing the limits of technology at the time, and do you think that, um, has it fulfilled its purpose? Because they spent a good ten years, Well, we we talked about, or I talked about the
0: Star Wars theory of you, like, Mm. the prequels and the original trilogy literally Mm. changing how cinema is made, and the sequel trilogy not. It just pushed it, and that's why it will fade. Yep. And you know what? I think Avatar 2 pushed it better but I didn't reinvent it. Interesting. Like it was, I will admit, phenomenal. To see this CG at 48 frames and in 3D, it was more consistent than it was in the 24 frames. It looked a lot better. The depth of field just blew me away. Like these shots, and like you saw them in 24 frames, they yeah. were still good, but some of these shots
1: looked absolutely magic and that was just brilliant. Do you feel that it was something... That they shouldn't have even bothered with the 24 frames a second. That there may have been just a better option if they really wanted to define themselves as innovators rather than just being I like you know if you can be romance? accepted
0: for certain ceremonies like the Oscars if you go if you go outside of 24 like really? I know there are a number of rules of you have to be inside of a certain aspect ratio and I'm pretty sure the frame rate is one of them. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, have don't to quote me on look. that.
0: I've looked into that. Uh, just in terms of submissions. If there's any
1: cinematographers out there that have an idea of what those kind of uh, parameters are for awards, that would be great. But in terms of, like,
0: does this make me say I need to see other films at 48 on 3D? No. Do I think it would be really cool to? Yes. So I still think they're only pushing technology and appealing to a niche, which isn't what gave the original Avatar success. Um, That said, it has passed a billion dollars.
1: Yes. And As
0: of yesterday.
1: I did hit now that was internationally, yeah. Internationally, which It looks yes. like it surpassed Maverick, which part of me is just like, aww. I really wanted, like, and look, I I really wanted Tom Cruise to go out on, like, a real high, because we know... You say going out. He's got two Mission
0: Impossibles coming up, and they are going to be incredible. Oh, I I don't care what anyone says.
1: I'm excited. I am excited for it. Like, look, Tom Cruise is going to go full Steve Irwin. He's going to... Oh, my God. (laughs) You can't say that. Look, that man is going to die doing what he loves, and I feel if he doesn't die while doing a stunt, he's going to be disappointed. He will and he'll have to tell the reptilian overlords to send him back to
0: die properly. <laughs> we should not go into that. <laughs> that
1: might get us canned really quick. <laughs> Tom Cruise, please come on the show. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? But I have, look, I have massive respect for that man. Like just no, Absolutely. Say what like, you will about other things. Yes, yeah, no, to be as, a, as a creative, like as an actor, he's amazing. Go mm. watch him even in the in- interview with the vampire and go watch Magnolia if you haven't. I mean, he's he's good at what he does. Exactly. And he's great at pushing... Uh, the image, the stories that you hear of how he treats everyone on set. yeah Like, you know, he knows every single crew member by name, and a lot of people gave him crap in COVID. Um, remember when... I, I, rail- I remember
0: the snap, and I'm pretty sure I even said it at the time... I think we, were dis- we discussed we it we We did in one, one of our last episodes of the original. Um, like, maybe not the appropriate snap, but it's not like, this is someone high up just shitting on people because they're below him. This is someone who was passionate about Keeping an industry alive. Exactly. And who saw people literally taking that industry down and he'd snapped. And again, I don't necessarily defend him, no. but I don't hate him for it. And I think he was closer
1: to in the right. If it came from a place of like power and it was just, you know, someone who was completely and utterly power hungry over the matter, then yeah, it would be That's absolutely it, it wrong. just wasn't. And
0: one of the other reasons I will always respect him is he puts his money where his mouth is. Like, you won't get insurance for him. He and Jackie Chan, I think, are the only two uninsurable actors in the world. Correct. But he bankrolls it. Like, when he broke his leg, he was the one paying crew to be on hold for six months. Like, he puts
1: his money where his mouth is, and I will always respect that as a creator. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe the mummy failed, but I I think Brendan Fraser actually (laughs) said the only reason that he believes the mummy failed is that it wasn't fun.
0: I didn't see it, so I can't comment.
1: I haven't seen it. Maybe that's why I, it failed. I do remember, the one thing I saw of it was the, the unfinished trailer <laughs> that they did. Like They, they just didn't do, the, they didn't do the sound properly, and so they, they didn't have any of the major sound effects or anything, they didn't have any backing music. It's amazing even to watch two years on. Um, speaking, of though, of failures
0: and massive amounts of money, have mm. you been following the Microsoft acquisition of um, is it Activision? Oh yeah, Activision. Uh, um, that that's been pretty quiet on my radar. What's been happening there? So there are now no fewer than six countries suing <laughs> Microsoft to stop this happening. Why? Right. I mean, uh, are all the politicians actually secret gamers, and they're worried that Call of
1: Duty is going to be an Xbox exclusive? Like, but what what is the cause I mean, of uh, Microsoft's acquisition of Activision? Right? What where what is does Microsoft already have more than fifty percent of the market share? And they're like, no, it's going to be too much monopoly. No, are I you mean, kidding given me? Even
0: that Nintendo owns the biggest two franchises in gaming. I think it'd be pretty impossible for them to get anything more than a third. But I mean, seriously, you have that many monopolized companies. Mm. What the hell is wrong with Microsoft buying a gaming studio? And for one, they've already agreed to like, yep, you'll still have games like Call of Duty coming out on PlayStation. They're not going to look at... um, exclusifying anything, and they've got contracts for that. I actually don't understand it.
1: I know a lot of people against it. I just don't buy the arguments. <sighs> I don't, I, 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 I just, something like that, I don't understand. It's like, there's so many other mergers that people should have been protesting and didn't. Right. And this is, this isn't even people. This is
0: the government <laughs> I... that are protesting a company, a, a company that makes Xbox buying a company that makes video games.
1: Well, like how I... is this the line? I, I think there is maybe an issue of how they can push like development and creation. That maybe there's a workers issue, but so again. So, what I'm was not wrong a- when they bought Bethesda?
0: I mean, Microsoft have bought, um, I know there's a number, of, quite a number of small ones, but like at least a dozen gaming companies over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Why, why is this one? Sony has bought a number. Sony bought, Sony's now got a few more exclusives and I think that's upset a few people. They have and that's the thing Sony's been buying things and making exclusive. Microsoft haven't done that yet. Not, Not to yet To my knowledge, someone can correct me there. Yeah. Um oh no, I have I'm correcting myself. I lied. Um Elder Scrolls 6 will be semi-exclusive. I think it's 6 months of Xbox exclusivity before PlayStation
1: gets it and the PlayStation getting it isn't confirmed, but Certainly do the same thing. But to me, that just sounds like a porting issue. Like PC gamers oh, have they, always they been they do behind not the have game. An issue I know they don't have an issue porting it, but you know, we would always be behind the 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 ball getting games on PC if it was originally released. You know, it took how many years for Well, 20 years to get Halo on there. Yeah, well there you go. Yeah, it's just like what well Halo was originally a PC. Halo was originally PC. No. Uh, yeah, the original Halo was a PC game. No. Yep. Look it I up. Am Hang on, fact-checking this Do shit. Do your research.
0: Oh, if you've caught me.
1: Well, as far as I remember, and even then, it was around in like 2003. It was always a PC game to begin with. It took so, so long. Like, I'm I'm calling bullshit,
0: but let's see. All right. Come back with our first-person shooter developed by <laughs> Bungie, published by Microsoft Game. It was released as a launch game for Microsoft's Xbox Game Console.
1: F*** off. Suck it, bitch! <laughs> fine. Fine. And it wouldn't have been 20 years, because I was playing Halo Ages ago. go. Well, no, because they they brought,
0: I think it was after 4 they started releasing on PC, but yeah. to get the original, like, we only got oh. Master Chief, what,
1: like, two years ago or something? Something to that effect. Master Chief Collection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. And it makes sense. It was their flagship Xbox thing, but... Do you know how many generations of gaming consoles it's been since the original Xbox? Five. Oh, okay. Can you do that in or years?
0: Or if you're please? on uh, PC, none. <laughs> <laughs> we will get PC two one day. One day when graphics cards drop in price, maybe. Never happening. I should have you they—they they have apparently dropped to their lowest level since 2005. Yet an entry level card in Australia is to like $500.
1: So we'd need to account for inflation.
0: Even with inflation, like I remember when like six, seven hundred dollars would net you the top end card, and I haven't actually been
1: building computers for that long.
0: Huh? Like you could build a a budget PC for what a budget GPU now goes for.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds about right. I don't even want to touch GPUs. But... Okay, that's
0: fair. Let's let's keep moving. <laughs> uh, There's a
1: lot of moving parts
0: there that I'm just like nope actually the gpus are primarily made up of non-moving
1: parts they do have a fan which in a way moves oh shit you're right i'm just singing on the board i'm like no everything's sold them now we don't have hard or do <laughs> it's the whooshy noise the whooshy noise the whooshy, the whooshy.
0: completely jumping mm. would you believe that for i think like the 12th time the new harry potter game has been delayed
1: i mean it's a game in the modern era i shouldn't be surprised <laughs> You know what surprised me more? What? It's coming
0: to Nintendo Switch. Okay. Like, have you seen the gameplay for this game? I have, and it, it looks pretty intense. It doesn't look too bad. Actually, no. We're gonna play a guessing game. I'm Okay,
1: I'm not. For those who How, are playing the audio game, Wombat has decided to turn his laptop away from me, so I'm <laughs> I'm not allowed to see anything. How old do
0: you think the processor, the APU, so Both the CPU and GPU in one unit. How old is the APU on the Nintendo Switch?
1: 117. Um On the Switch, what year are we in? We are currently in 2022, about to hit 2023. And the Switch came out six years ago seven? Around that time. Around from. seven years ago. I'm going to say that the APU is about 10 years. I'm actually going to say that the APU is older than the Switch. You actually nailed it. It is 10 years old. I mean... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I know the Nintendo Switch gets a lot of shit for good reason. Like, the new Pokemon game was averaging about two frames a second at launch, mm. which has been a problem since Let's Go came out, I think, four years ago now. Yeah. Um, how the hell is Hogwarts Legacy going to play on that? Like, are they going to take it back to, like, 2001 animation and <laughs> graphics where it's just the static images moving on the screen?
1: That would be an... Hey, man, that is a choice. That is an active choice, and I'm sure they could get away with it. But well, I... Look, I'm it. going to take a stab that when they made the uh, Nintendo Switch... Go, is it Lite? The, They've made the Nintendo Switch OLED and the Nintendo Switch Lite, both of which have the same APU. Same room. APU. They're obvious... I, I reckon give it another six months and they will drop a new bit of hardware. People work. have been saying that for four years. But like, it's in the requirements of what is offering. Like, they will figure out how to optimize the thing, but... I Nintendo's always been one for not necessarily I don't want to say innovation because obviously yeah, there things of, if you said that uh, well, no but it, it's gimmicks and it's kind of shown in some respects so like not everything has lasted I mean it, it the N64 was great um It was It was and that was something that was going to last people still play it uh, but since like the Wii, the Wii U, and all of those things, you mean it, the things that have stopped functioning, that have stopped functioning, yeah, no longer have online available, no longer have long- online availabilities. But those kinds of things haven't stood the test of time, and I think they're trying new things with the Switch. They're trying to find really I, I their think modern they're more niche,
0: beating a dead horse rather than being
1: like this will survive. Yeah. But they they've probably gone right. The handheld game device does work and you know making it so that it is able to be played on a big screen quite easily um and making it portable like that's the fine line that they're trying to get right because you know I mean, obviously you, you have to have like enough that. you have to have enough processing power in order for it to be able to be played at such like you know on a massive screen like your 70-inch TV or whatever it is that you have <laughs> um, or on this tiny one Um, Obviously, it's going to require less power on this small screen and to run more efficiently, but they want to have it so that, you know, when you're playing it on there, it still works. I mean, you say it still
0: works, like not uh, as if every game that comes out doesn't have playback issues and frame rate issues and the game just not being able to load and deal. I mean, the new Mm -hmm. Pokemon game, there are like almost minute-long load screens to get Uh, into isolated rooms. That takes me back.
1: It does, right? Minute-long load screens, man, which it was a particular game... That it must have been Grand Theft Auto. No,
0: I mean I, I had a PS2. I had a number of games that were multi-minute loads. There
1: w- yeah. There, well, there was a game that was released on all three platforms. It was like you know Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. and Simpsons Hidden Run. No, 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 no. It took like. Five minutes for PC load times. And oh yeah. no, you are right. There was a particular one where it was so janky. I think it might have been Grand Theft Auto.
0: In, maybe the, maybe Grand Theft Auto 5 on its initial release, not one of the 28 re-releases. Yeah. Man, that thing is gonna tie Skyrim soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's like Actually, yeah. I think they're both from the same generation.
1: Uh Skyrim and GTA Yeah, GTA five. GTA four, probably. GTA five has been around for a long time. Um, and they keep re-releasing that. I think it
0: came out at the end of the third generation of gaming, which is where Skyrim's from.
1: Are you just going to have to do a self-correct at the end of this and find out? Potentially. Maybe it'll
0: be in a future game-splaining episode.
1: Oh, that, there you go. There's a good topic for you.
0: It's a good topic. We'll, 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 we'll take it on that. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Be sure to check us out on
1: TikTok, on Instagram. Hang like- on. Wait, we're wrapping? I thought that's what you f- said. No, I was just telling you. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's just kind of come to an end all of a sudden. What, you f***ing said take it out <laughs> Watch your f***ing mouth Watch your mouth In any case folks Have a lovely rest of your 2022 Which might only be a couple of hours The way we look at it And we will see you in 2023 We are going down a completely different route here And we'll see you next time Bye The following podcast is a co-production between Forced Fictions and Wombat Pooh Productions. Our opening and closing theme is Road Trip by Joaquin Karate. Be sure to follow us on all facets of social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, all at thisisapopcast. And finally, don't forget to subscribe, follow, like and all those things you do with your podcasts and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to us. And hey, we'll see you next time.
0: Did you seriously just interrupt me because I was the one doing the ending and you wanted to do the ending?
1: I always do the ending.
0: No, we are starting a new thing. You just said it.